More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in hour number three. It is debate day. We are live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you are just now sitting down and catching up with the program, Senator Ron Johnson was in studio with us at the top of the second hour. That was a fantastic discussion. Also, we talked with Dan O'Donnell. We had an amazing night last night at the Pabst Theater. A lot of UWISN, 11.30 a.m. Milwaukee listeners there. It was absolutely spectacular amounts of fun, and I appreciate all of you that I got to meet and all of you that came out. We'll have open phone lines here for the final hour of the program today, 800-282-2882. Now, Big news that has nothing to do with the Republican debate tonight, which we are going to discuss much of this hour. But if you are just now getting in your car, just now sitting down, interesting, scary, chaotic news from Russia, where a plane that was reportedly carrying uh, Prigozhin, the head of Wagner, who had led a aborted coup against Vladimir Putin, the plane has been shot down and reports are that Prigozhin was among the 10 people who died in that incident. Now, there is video up, and you can go see it now. I bet it's up at clayandbuck.com now. Certainly it is being shared on all of the major news networks that shows what appears to be a missile striking this plane one of the wings of this plane, and causing it to immediately plummet to the earth, killing everyone on board. As we have been discussing this breaking news during the course of the program, the question has been, how would Vladimir Putin respond to what appeared to be a direct attack upon his authority, his ruling of Russia? A lot of times it's with secret poisonings from the KGB. As I said, the amount of people who don't get along with Vladimir Putin that somehow managed to fall out of windows is rather extraordinary. 
But the point on many of these incidents is it gives Russian authorities the ability to claim that they were not involved in the death of Vladimir Putin political opponents. Here, there is no disputing, based on the clear video that all of you can go watch, that a missile struck this jet. The reports are that Pergozin is on this jet and that he is among the 10 people who have died. What does this say about Vladimir Putin's power in Russia? That he would theoretically need to engage in this public of an act of behavior when, again, most of the time Russia tries to hide any assassination that they may do and argue that it's a natural occurrence worth thinking about. What does this mean about the war in Ukraine and what does this mean about everything associated with where Russia goes from here. It's going to be a major topic of debate and discussion tonight in the Republican primary. I also primary debate. I would also suggest that Trump, who has announced that he and Tucker Carlson will be talking at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is the disadvantage of taping an interview. This is the disadvantage for some of you out there who listen to taped podcasts and set a live radio. You don't have the opportunity to react to what might be the biggest story out there. I remember the first time I ever had Trump on my radio show when I was doing still sports talk radio. And let me mention this, by the way, my good buddy, uh, my, my co-host, Buck Sexton, for those of you listening right now, is in Scotland this week with his lovely wife, Carrie. He will be back on Monday. I am in Milwaukee solo for the rest of this week, headed to New York City, where we'll be doing a lot of analysis of this upcoming debate. But I almost feel like Trump needs to be asked by Tucker Carlson about this breaking news story, which would probably lead any interview that Donald Trump was doing if it was going to be live. And I guarantee you, I would bet that 20 minutes at least of the overall discussion in the debate tonight in Milwaukee will focus now on Russia, Ukraine, and what this alleged murder of Prigozhin by Vladimir Putin and Russian military authorities means going forward. So that is news story. I want to play for you also a reminder, while everybody is focused, and I understand I, every time I hop in the mentions, by the way, on Twitter right now, we're about to be joined by Alexi Lawless, my buddy, Fox soccer analyst, also American Patriot. Uh, we will talk with him here momentarily. But every time I get on social media right now, and I bet all of you who are active on social media are seeing it occur as well, there is an absolute just war going on on social media right now between the DeSantis and the Trump people. The gloves are off. There's just haymakers being thrown in every direction. And then every now and then the Vivek Ramaswamy people come diving in. It's like the Royal Rumble right now for those of you who are old school WWE fans. You And that's really what the debate's going to be like because you don't know at what point, if you like the WWE, the Royal Rumble back in the day, you had unexpected alliances where like two or three people were like, let's throw this guy over the top of the rope, uh, and he's out. So in the middle of the debate, you may never know who's coming for you and what the alliances are going to end up being like. I think DeSantis is going to get attacked on all fronts, but you never know what 
strange bedfellows are going to exist in the WWE Royal Rumble context. I just want to remind everybody, I just want all of you to understand that we got to beat Joe Biden in the event that he is the nominee, and we certainly have to beat all of the dishonest media. You guys heard me play yesterday the audio of Joe Biden comparing the kitchen fire that happened in his house 19 years ago that threatened his 1967 Corvette, his cat, and he did mention, finally, Jill Biden, 20-minute kitchen fire. He said that was somewhat uh, similar. He had empathy because that reminded him of what a wildfire could be like, that 20-minute kitchen fire that he had. And that's ridiculous. He also may well have fallen asleep. There's a dispute about whether he fell asleep or not. What we also know is that he decided to talk about the death that occurred in Hawaii just now and compare it to the death of his uh, wife and daughter in 1971 over 50 years ago. He did not do well for himself in the limited amount of time he was on the ground in Hawaii. So what did CNN say? Oh, this was an incredible visit to Hawaii. They called Joe Biden, this is real, the empathizer in chief listen to this he did serve as empathizer in chief after five days of being mostly silent on the issue publicly but the governor said he was working behind the scenes to assure uh, first responders that feds had their back on this he shared the stories we're familiar with of losing his daughter and wife and wondering if his sons had survived a car accident early in his political career and that's what so many people here are going through now uh, so that is what CNN is saying, uh, and and they are saying right now that he is the empathizer in chief. I'm going to bring in Alexi Lawless here momentarily because he is the empathizer in chief of America right now. I think, uh, but Joe Scarborough, he's upset. Joe Scarborough, MSNBC's chief propagandist, he's upset because there's way too many Biden critics out there. Listen. This is crazy. You know, Willie, we're looking at the headlines from the local papers. Now, if if you were following right-wing media yesterday, and even if you weren't, if you just, a lot of it was reaching out and pulling you into your smartphones, you would think that everybody in Maui was angry with Joe Biden, that Joe Biden was having a siesta during, I, I know this is going to shock you, it was all garbage. You look at the local newspapers, you look at the local reports, you listen to the local people. These weren't Democratic operatives. It was the Maui newspaper. Everybody in these newspapers glowing wow. the coverage, thanking the president for being there. Everybody loves Joe Biden. If you think that people dislike Joe Biden, according to Joe Scarborough, you are just totally mistaken. Yes, he has a 35% approval rating. Yes, Democrats even think he's not mentally and physically competent to be president. But the Maui newspaper, they loved Joe Biden. All right, we're going to get reaction to this. Also, let me go ahead and take a break here coming up in a sec. Let me give you this info. This is pretty crazy. As the Russians shot down Prigozhin's jet, they are playing video Vladimir Putin was awarding medals to military uh, members live with a ceremony. Remember back in The Godfather when they used to do the montages of somebody getting murdered and like they would be in the church and the Corleone family would be uh, they would be doing the, uh, the 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 anointing of the child and 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 the uh, the entire process of. Uh, 
of uh, pretending that they were on the up and up. They would have that great montage where they contrasted. It's pretty amazing. In real time in Russia, you can see Putin giving out medals for military valor while he may well have ordered the shooting down of Prigozhin from the air. And this is uh, this is pretty incredible. So we come back. Alexi Lawless is going to be in studio with us. We'll uh, break down the upcoming debates. We'll also ask Alexi, who just came back from uh, from the Women's World Cup in Australia, literally flew back from Australia and came straight to Milwaukee to see what's going to happen in this debate, how he would assess everything going there. Much to discuss. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. And I got to tell you, it's time to replace your cell phone. Pure Talk has a smart solution for you. You can upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. Free 5G Samsung Galaxy, two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, ultra-strong glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, 15-gig data plans, just 35 bucks a month. Comes with a mobile hotspot as well. Get all the data you could ever need. For half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. Customer service standing by. Just dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck for your free super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Again, dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Helping you separate truth from fiction. Every single weekday, the Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. My friend Alexi Lawless from Fox Sports in studio with us now. Uh, breaking news that is out there again. Pergozin shot down uh, the Wagner chief in a plane dead along with nine other people. Alexi, Oof, man. that's a tough uh, – we didn't feel good about his odds of, of lasting very long when you try to lead a coup against Putin and it doesn't work. It seemed unlikely that they were just going to be like fist pound and go on their own respective ways. But this is such a public – it's basically like a public beheading almost. Yeah. It's it's brazen, uh, and that's what's interesting. Uh, look, I think if anybody needed reminding – uh, if if you come for the king, in this case the president of Russia, you best not miss. No doubt. And that's exactly what we are seeing playing out here. But I think to your point, I was listening to you in, in the open, how you know this administration reacts, how you know the uh, the candidates react, because this is going to be a talking point going forward, as Russia always is. No doubt. All right. So you're in Milwaukee. Yep. You just came from Australia. We may talk a little bit about that, mm-hmm. but. What as as an observer who is going to be sitting in the arena? You are legitimately a man in the arena yep. uh, for the debate tonight. What are you expecting to see? What do you want to see from the eight people on the stage? And what percentage of people do you think are going to be focused on the debate itself versus Tucker interviewing Trump? Yeah, so the reason why I'm here is because um, to satisfy my my curiosity um, and of what this can be. I've never been to a debate, and this political season in particular is of interest to me, and I think to a to a lot of people. You know, this tonight, what we're going to see, obviously, with this this eight. Um, and I think, you, you know, you've called it the JV and, and that kind of stuff. And who's going to ultimately be able to go up against Trump? That's the biggest question, yeah. right? Like, who can emerge to the extent that anyone can as a viable alternative to Trump? And that, to me, is the biggest test of what's going to happen tonight. Yeah, so I did my power rankings. I have DeSantis 1, uh, Ramaswamy 2, two Scott 3, Christie th- uh, 4, Haley 5, and it goes on and on from there. I, I think, you know, Ron DeSantis obviously is going to, you know, try to score points and kind of affirm or reaffirm for some that there's a reason why he is leading this group of eight. Now take Trump out of it for a, for a second here. Uh, Ramaswamy, I think, has the most to gain here. Um, I think he has, I mean, this smart guy, you, you know, he's a yep. smart guy. I think he's obviously gained. But I think he's going to have a whole new audience tonight that won't know him. And we'll see how interesting he is, how articulate is, he is. I think his biggest problem tonight is coming off looking like the, you know, smart-ass, really smart kid that doesn't think that he could possibly be wrong. And so he's got a, there's a balance there that he has to do, but I think he has to go up against DeSantis and say, hey, I am what maybe a lot of people thought DeSantis was going to be. So I'm always fascinated by this, and I do think there's a large athletics component Mm -hmm. to this. It is a big show. You are on a stage. You are expected to perform. And all of these guys, and Nikki Haley, all of them have been on so many different stages to this point. The number of people that are going to be watching them tonight dwarfs probably the number of people that have watched them do anything so far on their presidential campaigns. 
you have been on the effective stage as a member of the U.S. men's soccer team. When you got ready for those big games to go out and play in front of these massive crowds, I think 20-some-odd million people back in the day watched you play as a member of the U.S. men's soccer team. How did you control simple things like the breathing the mechanics to get out there and allow yourself to be capable of performing because I'm sure for all of these individuals, their adrenaline is going to be roaring. Their hearts are going to be beating like crazy. How do you control those emotions and perform, particularly because the first 15 or 20 minutes are the most important because that'll be the largest audience. People will take their expectations from that. What did you find to be successful how much do you think just channeling your emotions leads to success or failure in big public events like these? Well, I mean, the, the parallels to sports are, are incredible. And I can already feel it here. I mean, last night, the way that people are talking about it, I mean, it's basically getting ready for a big game. And yeah. you have your two sides. Everybody's together and all the controversy of what's going on, all the drama. And I know in your book and in many of your books, you've used that parallel. And it and it it's amazing to me to see all of the connections to sports when it comes to politics in this. Now, you have your performers. Obviously, they are, in many cases, seasoned and they know what it's like. But also, you have the attack and the defense mentality. So there are some that are going to go out tonight and I think be on the attack. And to your point, you got to strike and you have to strike first and make it a, a lasting impression from the start. And I th- you know that would be maybe much more of a, a, a Ramaswamy type of situation. Christie's going to attack no matter what. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what he does. And then maybe someone that's a little bit more defensive and letting it come to you and play, being a little bit more cagey. And maybe that's a DeSantis type of thing. But you know whether it's controlling your breathing. But I think most importantly for all of these uh, candidates is recognizing the opportunity that is in front of you. The bigger audience that we uh, we said, the ability to speak to more people. In some cases, Bergham, nobody's ever heard of you. And he may not be there because he might have torn his ACL in a pregame basketball game. (laughs) There's some more sports. There we we go. So it is is contact. Uh, Politics is full contact. We're talking to Alexi Lawless, Clay Travis. Uh, We are rolling through here in Milwaukee. He's going to be in the crowd. We'll talk a little bit more about that and also what it's like to be calling U.S. sports in an era when everything, it feels like, is political. Look, I've had an awesome time in Milwaukee. Last stop on my national book tour for my book, American Playbook. And one of the things I'm looking forward to when I get back home this weekend is being back in my own bed, my own sheets. The My Pillow Giza Dream Sheets in particular. Ten-year warranty on the sheets, 60-day money-back guarantee. My Pillow wants you to sleep on the sheets for a long time. And right now, Giza Dream Sheets back in stock, lowest price ever. They start as low as $29.98 with our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials to check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Remember to use the code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. That's MyPillow.com. Use the code Clay and Buck. Get hooked up with the MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets today. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Getting ready for what I think it's fair to call a big game. The Republican debate tonight in Milwaukee. We are in Milwaukee. Broadcasting from our affiliate WISN. We had an amazing time last night at the Paps Theater. Dan O'Donnell, who many of you listen to in Milwaukee, and I had a conversation in front of hundreds of you among the crowd 
Alexi Lawless. What did you think of the event? Last it was night? great. Thank you for having me. It was a beautiful uh, venue, by the way. I the mean, just theater was gorgeous, incredible. gorgeous. And you did a you did a wonderful job. I mean, uh, obviously people hear you each and every day, but you got to go into depth into depth, read some of the book. Um, and congratulations on the success of the book. But it was it was fun to hear you talk from a much more personal place where you could kind of spread spread things out. And you know, you are a real human being with a real heart and, and all that. <laughs> Don't kill my vibe by claiming that I have a heart. Um, all right, so you just came back from Australia. Yep. You're here to watch the debate in Milwaukee. We talked about the tension uh, that many of the participants will feel on the stage that is akin to the way that you would feel for a big game. You talked about the emotional impact. Let's just talk about this. Did you, when you played for the U.S. men's soccer team mm-hmm. in 1994, uh, the, game, the last time that the World Cup was played in the United States, would you have ever believed that in any way a soccer team would become a political statement in any way? That there would be people cheering for or against the U.S. team, not based at all on how they perform on the field, but right. based on what they say off of it? I would have believed that soccer would become more popular and therefore the team and the players would become more popular. But the the political part of the equation, I don't think I could have envisioned. I mean, look... I, I never served my country in a military capacity, but I walked out there representing my country. I put on that shirt. I put my hand over my heart. I sung that song. And to me, that was a representation of my country. And all of us standing there doing that and then going out and playing the game, regardless of the result, I wanted to give the best possible account of myself and of my country. Yeah, it never would have occurred to me back then. I don't think it would have occurred to, for example, the 1999 women's team yes. uh, in the in the World Cup, Women's World Cup that we had in 1999. Then they went on to win. I don't think either of those teams could have foreseen how politicized the world would get, our country would get, and how it m- would manifest within sports. I said, Alexi, I was at the Women's World Cup championship game in Vancouver with my family in 2015. You're right, 1999, for people out there who remember it, was one of the most beloved American sports teams ever. But as recently as 2015, everyone loved the U.S. women's soccer team. I mean, it was a team that was among the most liked, well-respected teams that I can remember in sports. Mm -hmm. And then in the space of eight years, many of those same women the Megan Rapinos of the world, the Alex Morgans of the world, they went from everybody wants them to win and they are a perfect representation of American exceptionalism to many people in this audience actually feeling a form of, of joy yeah. when Megan Rapino skied her penalty kick to the right and Sweden beat America. That's an extraordinary path. For the U.S. women's soccer team to have taken. Yeah, there are there are those to your point that watched this team and and hate watched this team. Yeah, and were happy and felt a sense to your point of joy and maybe vindication. I don't know if that's the right word when this team when this team lost. And you know, it speaks to the politicization of our country. It also speaks to the polarization of the country. And so you know, when we were talking about this team, you know, at one point I I, I said, look. Don't kill the messenger, but this is the situation. And I laid it out like you did. Yeah. This is a team that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. This is a team that is polarizing. This is a team that for many and for a portion of the country is unlikable. And that has been created over time. 
And by the way, I'm not telling the women uh, or anybody in the soccer space anything that they don't know. But when you say it out loud, all hell, all hell breaks loose. Now, what I do hope is that going forward, the next time we see this women's national team or any representation of the U.S. in a, in a sports form, that it is a uniting type of thing. Because as as you know, there's nothing like sports. And it and it at its best form, can bring everybody together. And we can put aside all of those issues for at least the 90 minutes of a game and cheer what I think is the greatest country in the world through an actual sports team on the field. It's it's such an important point because it used to be the case that if you are in a stadium or an arena and your team or even a sports bar, wherever you may be watching a game, and a team wins – You turn around and the identity of your fellow tribe of fans doesn't matter. Whether you are gay or straight, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, you don't think about any of that when you high-five people around you and you are joyfully brought together. That, to the U.S. women's soccer team, was no longer the case, I think, for sure in 23. Do you think America will get back? to being able to come together again and unite in a common joy at American exceptionalism, or do you think we're so hopelessly uh, disconnected and, uh, and, and at each other's throats that this common humanity of being able to root for a team together is lost. I do think, you know, I, I have teenagers, I know you have kids. Yep. Uh, I do think that that generation is going to be, just so bombarded by this that they might go the opposite way. And and, and again, Clay, just because you want that, uh, and at this point now it looks utopian to have that type of idealistic type of but I uh, sports think you, thing. You would agree with this. For people who grew up in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even the early 2000s, we were pretty united yeah. in terms of our ability to root together. Yeah, we were. We were and it felt awesome. It did. You know, we were down in Australia. The Australian national team had this moment. The women's team got hot. I, I, I was jealous. Yeah. I was sitting there saying, this is what sports are about. This is what a national team can do. And it just happens to be soccer, but it can be, I mean, you know, the baseball. So I do think there's moments. Earlier this year was last year when the baseball uh, was happening. Uh, the national teams were playing. The and World people, Baseball the World Championship. Ba- there was a feeling that everybody was kind of coming together in that moment. So I do Japan think Japan certainly came yeah, together but, in that moment. But I, I do think that that can happen. And, and one more thing. That does not mean, okay, that you can't express your your views. I, Megan Rapinoe is a, an incredible soccer player. I will defend her to my dying breath for her to have the ability and the freedom to be able to express things. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't come with consequences. And so when I talk about that this is the team and this is what has happened because of the things that you have done, because of the things that you have said, because of your actions, and I vehemently disagree with Megan Rapinoe and others on certain uh, things, some in their literal stance on the field. But ultimately, like I said, I I believe in their freedom to do so, but in doing so, you have created this divide in the in the way that people look, and it's relative to what's happening in politics and what's happening in our nation. I get that, but I do think that it it might come around where people just say, "I don't want to deal with that anymore." It's so bombarded, and I hope for this next generation that they have that ability because we were blessed to be able to be in those moments. Because nothing nothing feels like when you are united as a country and behind a country, and you can at least for that moment forget about everything and all that other crap. It's it's an incredible feeling, and we've lost that feeling. And I do worry that this generation will not have the opportunity to have that feeling. What's it feel like to look up at CNN 
and they have a graphic <laughs> with you and your World Cup performance yeah. and then Megan Rapinoe's World Cup performance as if you guys had played against each other in some way, and you know what was happening. They were attacking the validity of your opinion by trying to attack your playing career. But when CNN it gets involved, I mean, it is a reflection of the fact that this soccer team has become so political that that's a lead story. Yeah, so first off, um, I was never allowed when I was growing up to uh, compete for a women's World Cup. Okay. Uh, secondly, there's By not. Way, you would have been a hell of a women's soccer player. I could have. I could have kicked some badass. ass. All right. Yes. That that graphic might look very different yes. right now. Yes. Uh, the, the other thing is uh, when it comes to compare and contrast, I was a defender. She's an attack. She's an attacking uh, attacking player. And you cannot find an American soccer player who even comes close to winning a World Cup uh, at this point because the men's team has not actually won a World Cup. But it comes with the territory. It's fine. They spell my name right, uh, and it's CNN ultimately. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't. I, you know, that's uh, that. That's part of, you know, this back and forth. And everybody kind of has taken sides, and I get where CNN is coming, uh, where, where they're coming from. But like I said, it also was a kick-ass picture. I looked awesome in that picture. <laughs> All right? When you hear the uh, national anthem play, mm-hmm. you play, again, as we said, on the 1994 team. Mm-hmm. But you, I have watched you. Mm-hmm. When, you when the U.S. plays Mexico, for instance, you have such a tremendous amount of pride in the United States. And it seems the case, even when you're not playing, that that emotion still overcomes you as you watch the national anthem play. Do you think that that is the way that the majority of American athletes feel? Is the Megan Rapinos of the world in the minority in terms of the way that they feel in your experience? I I have to believe that you know the the power of Megan Rapino and others that kind of forced people to do it does not necessarily represent the majority. Um, look, you know the national anthem. I know it's easy to just kind of throw it away and throw it aside and whatever. It's just you know we, we it's hackneyed and it's played too much and all that kind of stuff. For me, I always looked at it. At, this is ninety seconds. 90 seconds when we can come together as a country and celebrate what I feel is the greatest country in the world. And all of that kind of other stuff can uh, can go away. And it's an agreed upon 90 seconds. And so to have that 90 second co-opt or hijacked, I thought that's where ultimately the disrespect came from. It is a ritual. It is a routine. It is a tradition. And traditions can change and we can move on. But the majority of people have agreed and come together as a society and said, this is something that we are going to do. And by the way, when you do agree to that, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And by no means does it, does it mean that you don't, uh, can't have different feelings and different opinions or that you can't see things that are, that are bad. But in this one moment to come together, I mean, I, I get emotional when I was, the, when I was doing it, when I was on the field. I get emotional when I, when I see it. And, you know, you can call me corny. I really, do, really doesn't matter because I, I, this is this is a this is a moment for my country that I feel that I have represented, and when that is taken away, um, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, if that's the new tradition, if that's the new ritual, fine. But that has to be a majority, and I worry that people are being bullied into doing that, and it you know comes because people are scared. I mean, there was a time where we were all so bold as a country and as a people, and now we're all so scared to do anything, lest you know and. 
if it's one thing if you do it, okay? It's one thing if you have power, if you have money, if you have the ability to withstand the inevitable, you know, uh, arrows and that are going to come. But if 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 you have to have that to actually be honest or to stand up for what you feel is right, what kind of a country is that? Everybody should feel free and not be in fear of saying what they believe and doing what they believe, you know, lest someone come for them. He's Alexi Lawless. He's fantastic. Even if you don't like soccer, I know Buck is a major soccer yes. guy. Yes. He used to coach. My, you met my wife last night who was coaching nine year old. You're giving her tips on how to coach nine year old. She's wonderful. My God. Talk about out kicking your coverage or whatever. <laughs> Good God. She is smart and she is fun, both of which, uh, way too good for me, but should be the goal of every man out there. Alexi, enjoy the, uh, debate tonight. I can't I'm wait. sure we'll have you on again sometime soon. It was awesome to hang out with you. Uh, and I know you're going to have an awesome time in Milwaukee tonight, both at the debate and afterwards. Thank you. Innovation refunds. They've been helping small businesses get a business payroll tax from the IRS, part of the employee retention credit, also known as the ERC. If you own a business with more than five employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. Second opinions matter when there's a lot of money involved. If your CPA said you might not qualify for the ERC, it might be worth getting a second opinion. Innovation refunds will collaborate with your CPA to assess your eligibility, ensuring you feel confident before submitting your application. Innovation refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. They work with an independent network of tax professionals and will share information with them to evaluate and process your claims. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com online or call 1-843-REFUNDS. There's no upfront charges. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Again, that number, 1-843-REFUNDS. The website address, innovationrefunds.com. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, 
navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Final segment as we get ready for the big debate in Milwaukee. My thanks to Ron Johnson, to Alexi Lawless, to Dan O'Donnell. We have been at WISN 1130 in Milwaukee the past two days. They have been fabulous. I think that it is going to be a very, very interesting night of debate here in Milwaukee. Thanks to everybody who came out to the Paps Theater Couple of thoughts as we roll into this debate. One, I think Ron DeSantis is going to get attacked on all fronts. To me, the smartest thing about Trump not being there is it puts the onus on DeSantis to prove once and for all that he is the biggest challenger to Trump. Everybody else there, whether it's Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, they're all angling to be the number two to Trump. They want to get into that battle where they are able to think to themselves, as everybody else vanishes from this race, I'm going to be the last guy or girl standing. I'm going to be able to go head-to-head with Trump. That's going to be interesting to watch because DeSantis is going to come under siege. Is he able to respond to the attacks? Because the positive associated with DeSantis being attacked is that means that he will have a lot of opportunity to speak. If he can handle that, he could emerge with a change dynamic in this race, as so far he has been unable to really take the next step and truly challenge Trump. For the other contenders out there, for the Nikki Haley's, the Tim Scott's, the Chris Christie's of the world, they're still a little bit under the radar. They haven't really been seen by the larger American public. How is all of that going to shake out? And then for Vivek Ramaswamy, I think he has an incredible opportunity because huge percentages of the Republican electorate have still not heard his message. The first 15 or 20 minutes are going to matter the most. I'm going to be watching it live on television. I'm also going to be, and this is the second big takeaway for me, How many people watch and how does the Trump interview with Tucker Carlson in conjunction with Trump turning himself into Atlanta authorities tomorrow alter the dynamics of this race, if at all? What are the viral moments? What stands out? What is the lead discussion for us tomorrow? I can't wait to find out. I'm also, if you are going to be watching the debate, And you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I can't even wait for noon Eastern on Thursday to hear what Clay thinks. I'm going to be doing an immediate reaction. You'll be able to watch that on Twitter. You can go follow me at Clay Travis on Twitter. Basically, as soon as this debate ends tonight, 
I am going to be reacting live on video on Twitter, telling you via my yellow legal pad sitting down right in front of me and my trusty pen. I'm going to be taking notes on what stood out to me, who won, who lost, what are the larger consequences of the debate. That will be live at around 11 o'clock Eastern on my Twitter feed at Clay Travis. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Reminder, Buck still in Scotland running around with his kilt looking for the Loch Ness Monster with his lovely wife, Carrie. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.